Thank you to Everright for supporting this episode of Rogue and Reasoned. Everright brings plant-based nutrition right to your door with their blender-ready superfood smoothies. They are made with 100% real freeze-dried fruits, so they store in your pantry with no need to jam up your freezer. Best of all, they contain zero added sugars, preservatives, dairy, or gluten. Find their five delicious flavors at www.everripe.com and use the code LAURA20 at checkout for 20% off. And shipping in the continental U.S. is always free. That's www.everripe.com. And don't forget to use code LAURA20. Welcome back. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman. Thank you for joining me again today for another episode and conversation about all things life, business, and badassery. Today has been a long one, and I obviously record these in advance. So right now, I'm coming to you with a very large glass of wine in front of my face. I hope you were able to register for my two free business trainings I'm hosting this fall. If you didn't catch the details in my last episode, I'm hosting a free holiday strategies webinar for small business owners this coming weekend. And additionally, my business savings challenge where I show you exactly how to save and spend $1,000 for your business launch or relaunch starts on October 15th. You have to register for both ahead of time. So make sure to head over to www.lauraswansiegman.com and click on exclusives at the top. This is where all my trainings are housed. And if you're listening to this at a later date and you missed these two opportunities, You can always find my upcoming trainings under exclusives in the future as well. Today's episode is a fun one because the topic was submitted by one of my listeners, Jessica. She submitted this idea during a giveaway I hosted in the Rogan Reason Facebook group. I asked group members to vote on what they wanted to hear for episode 13, and her topic received the most votes. I love getting feedback on what you want to hear. So on my podcast page on my website, I have a submission section. Feel free to fill that out anytime you have an idea or a topic you want me to riff on and be sure to join our Facebook group so you don't miss out on future group-only news and giveaways. So thank you again, Jessica, and congratulations on snagging the prize. I actually had to laugh a little as I collected my thoughts on her topic, which is how to handle the comparison game. I laugh because, to be honest, I struggle with this too. So it felt ironic that this would be the topic chosen. I definitely play into the comparison game much less than I used to, but I am not made of armor over here. I can have a tough exterior, but I'm working on myself a lot of the time also, just like you. And honestly, I think that's where the solution to the comparison game lies. It's not just about unfollowing accounts that make you feel less than or reading inspirational quotes about you being the only you that ever existed. We all have different things that make us self-conscious, uncomfortable, behind schedule, not good enough, etc., etc. But just like we aren't cookie cutter, neither are the solutions. It's not so much about handling the game, but working on our perception of it. 
genuinely can't even remember when I started comparing myself to others. I mean, can you? Maybe you have a pinpoint moment that threw you into the rhythm of doing a side-by-side of your situation and everyone else's, but I can't really say when that began for me. All I know is that it started very young. I've always been an observant, intuitive, and thoughtful person, and not thoughtful in the way that I'm going to prepare like a decadent basket of baked treats to wish you a wonderful Tuesday, but literally full of thoughts. I think all the time. I have notebooks full of thoughts and things to remember. The notes section in my phone looks like a library, and I'm positive my husband wished I would talk to him a little less, maybe a lot less. But as an only child, I've also spent a lot of time not only thinking, but either by myself or around adults. So I feel like I've always had more of an adult outlook on things, a little more serious, a little more critical, and definitely more independent. Being independent is great and all, but it can also mean that you look harder at others to learn how to be and to guide your path. Otherwise, how would you know what to do? I think that backfires a little. Sure, there's plenty to learn from others, but then we just end up thinking that we have to do some things a certain way because that's all we see. We may not be getting enough variety from the people we choose to watch and observe or that are just available to us to watch or observe. So I grew up in a very diverse city with a wide variety of incomes and educations. However, most were middle to lower class. I watched people who worked hard but had very few long-term goals or dreams. We all lived pretty modestly and with not a lot of extras. I've seen drug addictions, financial issues, domestic disputes, crappy housing, shitty cars, and a lot of struggle. For a while, that was pretty normal to be around, but I still compared those situations to each other and always felt a little different. Then high school came around. Because of my excellent grades, some scholarship money, and my parents figuring out a way to pull the funds together, I had the opportunity to go to a private Catholic school, which was excellent for me academically. But it also smacked me in the face with how other people lived. Now, the high school I went to was about 30 minutes or so away from where I grew up, depending on traffic. My freshman and sophomore year, I rode the public pace bus all the way out there, sometimes making connections at various stops. And the other kids at my school, well, they were getting dropped off by their parents in Range Rovers and Audis. See, I was maybe one of 10 kids from my city that went there, and the rest were predominantly from more affluent areas. I'm not saying they didn't have their own life problems. Money doesn't solve everything, but it was just very different from how I lived. And junior and senior year, I was rolling up in a Ford Taurus station wagon with a bit of rust and a really bad muffler that I borrowed from my dad. 
I mean, you didn't have to know Laura Swan just got to school because you could hear her arrive. You knew. So not only did I just start high school, but a lot of other stuff in my life shifted also. My parents filed for divorce. My dad moved out. My mom started working more and was gone. And I was spending even more time figuring out for myself. I packed my lunch while other kids were dropping 10 or more dollars on candy, pizza, fries, and shakes at lunch every day. I had $11 shoes from Target while other kids at my school were rocking $150 Birkenstocks. And again, I'm not saying I needed $150 shoes to be happy. I was clothed just fine. Don't need that expensive of of a shoe to this day. But it just made me realize how different my life was. And I wasn't sure what other people thought of it. And you know what? I never asked or even let it get to the point where they could share. I just started making assumptions. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Audible. I don't know about you guys, but at this point, I've pretty much run out of new episodes of my favorite TV shows, and I swear, they don't make movies like they used to. And maybe it's because I now have a podcast, but I've been absorbing a ton of audio content lately instead. It's seriously the ultimate way to multitask, and you all know how much I love a good multitask. Audible literally has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy, and more to choose from, and you can pause and pick up where you left off on another device. You can even have Alexa pull up your titles. What a time to be alive, right? You can get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreason for your free 30-day Audible trial. So I could probably count on one hand how many times someone from my high school came to the duplex apartment where I lived because I assumed they would think it was weird compared to their sprawling homes on multiple acres in a safer community. I made up excuses as to why I couldn't attend a group trip to Six Flags theme park instead of telling them that the ticket price was the equivalent to my lunch money for the next two weeks and I was kind of hoping to eat lunch because I assumed they would feel bad for me or think less of me or not want to be friends with me and it all became too uncomfortable. I became a master at avoiding a lot of potentially cool experiences and opportunities because I was so invested in comparing and assuming. So the same high school experience that shocked me into a lot of these realities also ended up helping me at the end, though. At my school, all of the seniors went on a couple-day retreat sometime throughout their senior year in groups of 30 to 50 or so. Mind you, there was only 325 people in my senior class, so this was a realistic possibility to break it up this way. I mean, the retreat was a bit weird in some aspects, but 
The main focus was to share your story and get to know yourself better in a very real and raw way. At times, we split up into small groups and had conversations about our lives that way. And sometimes we spoke in front of the whole retreat. At the end, I realized the people with nice houses and brand new cars didn't necessarily have it that much better than me. They had experienced suicide, physical abuse, divorce, and more in their life already at our young age. So as I entered college and beyond, I tried really, really hard to remind myself of how worked up I got myself all those years throughout high school, only to realize you literally can't read a book by its cover. We all have different experiences that have shaped who we are and how we are. And it's the same for business. When we are feeling entrepreneurial, do we get in our small business owner cars, go to the small business owner store, pick out a small business owner business, check out, bring it home and open it up and call ourselves a small business owner? No, it's not a thing. Some people start businesses in garages with a few bucks from their parents. Amazon. And some people get a million dollars in investor support before they start product development and testing. Some people create a better version of an already existing service, while some people literally take a random as fuck thought and build it into something they think provides value or convenience. Some people become millionaires at 19, while other people don't really find their form of success until their late 60s. There is no set path. This makes it stressful and beautiful all at the same time. I'm on the roller coaster too, so I know how up and down that can feel. But I try really hard to keep my focus on what I feel like doing what I think will work, and what success means to me, not to other people. I still look to other people to learn some things, but I don't go to bed each night feeling like a bag of shit because I didn't make $4 million this year like some guy on Shark Tank. Good for him. I will make that one day also. I have big goals for myself, but I know how hard I'm working to get to that, and that time isn't right now, and I'm okay with that. There are things that I need to go through, learn, and appreciate, so I'm ready for what that looks like one day. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Prism CBD. I've been using Prism CBD for over a year now, and guys, it has been a game changer for me. Running multiple businesses and being my own boss is amazing, but it comes with added stress and anxiety. After using Prism CBD's Blood Orange CBD Oil Drops, my favorite, I find that I can relax, focus, and be more productive than if I kept riding the entrepreneurial, emotional roller coaster all day. Snag your favorite Prism CBD flavor at www.prismcbd.com and use code LSS20 for 20% off your first order. It's so hard not to wonder how we measure up. Everything in our world is constantly reminding us of that. Society teaches us that. 
there's always a hotter person or a newer phone or a fancier restaurant to go to. But do any of those things matter to your life, genuinely? If you feel good having or doing those things because you actually want or like them, go for it. Enjoy them. If you are buying or doing these things because everyone else is, then you might want to check yourself. Like I said, I don't think it's so much coming up with strategies to quote unquote play the comparison game better or picking up tips and tricks to cut comparison temptation out of our life. That doesn't fix the real problem, which I feel is straying from what we truly want and value. We can't live by other people's terms. We aren't going to be afforded the same funds and opportunities as everyone else. Our lives will never match another person's. What we are afforded with is the ability to choose and act, to work hard, to dream, to build, to connect, to learn. We just have to step up and acknowledge that we aren't behind or not on the same level as other people because we are any less, but because we haven't moved past that mental roadblock within ourselves to get where we want to be. Every part of life comes with comparison. We think we need to be in one solid career by a certain point. We think we need to be married by a certain age or something is wrong with us. We think we have to have cake at our wedding because it's a tradition. Newsflash, you don't, we didn't. You know why? Because neither Ryan or I fucking like cake. We think we have to have kids because that's just what you do when you get married. We think retirement comes at age 65 instead of age 35. We think that investing in our futures means straight dollars in the bank and not experiences and education. I did a little Google diving for you and looked up some definitions of what it means to compare. I know, I know, you're welcome. Saved you some time, but here they are. To estimate, measure, or note the similarity or dissimilarity between. To draw an analogy between one thing and another for the purposes of explanation or clarification. To be of an equal or similar nature or quality. So why are we measuring ourselves against other people who have a wildly different set of variables than our own? Why are we trying to explain or clarify ourselves or our achievements through other people? Why do we think the quality of our life or business is dependent upon whether it matches someone else's? Why are we literally trying to look like someone else? If you can do the inner work to answer the whys in all those scenarios, you'll play the comparison game a lot less because you'll realize that those reasons are probably bullshit. And I need to remind you, I do not have this in the bag either. I'm still trying to unlearn some of my bad habits with this, but These are my thoughts surrounding this. This is what I say to myself, and I genuinely believe it to be true and helpful. One of my biggest fears in life is 
looking back on my years with regret and not doing all the things I want to do. And it would be twice as painful if I knew it was because I wasted time just trotting along after everyone else with my head down, falling in line, being matchy-matchy with Kelly from the town over who looks perfect and acts perfect and is just perfect. My upbringing is different than yours. My relationships are different than yours. My business is different than yours. Are we better or less than each other? Nope. I can cheer you on when stuff is going well for you, and you can cheer me on when I'm knocking it out of the park. We are only losing the game if it's the comparison game. You'll never win that one. At least I've yet to win it. Learning from others and developing new strategies based on other people's experiences and circumstances is not comparison. You should do those things, but assessing your value or success solely on those factors is the wrong look for you, friend. It dulls your shine. So this is obviously an ongoing conversation to have, right? Ongoing with each other and with ourselves. I don't think I'll ever fully have this tackled. I give a lot less fucks, but I still do give a fuck at times when I shouldn't. But here's to doing the work on ourselves and our mindset to make it a lot less of a thorn in our everyday. I hope that me sharing a little bit about my feelings surrounding this made you feel like you're not alone in some of your thoughts. I still find it uncomfortable to talk about my life and experiences at times, but just like I learned on that retreat as a 17-year-old, it really is the great equalizer to be upfront and true to your story. So I hope you took something from our chat today, and if you have a second to share your thoughts in a positive five-star rating and review or want to discuss this topic more in our Rogue and Reason Facebook group, I hope you will. I want to hear your thoughts and get your feedback. So until next week, friends, I will be back here next Monday for a brand new episode of Rogue and Reason. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.